You know, guys are terrible at taking care of their health. It doesn't matter if you got a knee injury or a bad back or something even worse than that. Guys are usually more comfortable just rubbing a little dirt on it. My dad used to say, just spit on it and keep moving. They don't want to go see the doctor. I'm guilty of it myself. Look at my recent bout that I'm always talking about with gout. And the same is true for something like erectile dysfunction. Studies show 70% of guys who experience ED don't get treated for it. Get treated for it. Why not? Thankfully, Roman created an easy way to chat with a doctor online. No humiliation. No shame. All you got to do is chat online. With Roman, you can get medical care for ED, if appropriate, from the comfort and privacy of your own home. You can handle everything online in a convenient, discreet manner. And look, getting started is simple. You go to GetRoman.com slash WatchChad and complete an online visit. If your doctor decides that treatment would be appropriate, they can prescribe genuine medication that can be delivered in discreet packaging right to your door. Even comes in a cute little blue zipper bag. It's really kind of cool. Don't ask me how I know, because I know. They're going to deliver with free two-day shipping. Guys, go talk to the doctor. Erectile dysfunction can be tough to tackle, but it's really important to get it checked out. With Roman, it's easy to connect with a doctor. Just go to GetRoman.com slash WatchChad to get a free online visit and free two-day shipping. That's GetRoman.com slash WatchChad for a free visit to get started. GetRoman.com slash WatchChad. Come on, guys. What are you waiting for? It is party time, Mom. Welcome to another episode of the Chad Prather Show. Hanging out in Studio 22, as always, with the Studio 22 crew over in the peanut gallery. I have my lovely wife, Jade, party foul Steve, and the legendary Jennings. Hello. Lovely, legendary. (laughs) And Steve. Party foul. Party foul. Party foul. I got a lot of Steves in my life. A lot of Steves. She's even wearing a Steve Helms band shirt, which Mm -hmm. is just pathetic. Love you. I know. I got on. I got on the legend himself, Dustin Rhodes. Dustin Rhodes, <laughs> Rhodes team, the natural baby. Dustin Rhodes. I'm gonna send him a picture. The son of the legendary Dusty Rhodes, the American Dream. I love it. Candice, the queen of the Ethiopians. What are you doing? Hi. What are you doing on the laptop? Are you talking about me? You thinking about me? Okay. Am I on your mind? Okay. Okay. Well- <laughs> You know, someone's got to get the podcast up. <laughs> Good. We're working. Well, you get the podcast up. Always working. The man who drives this starship, that is Studio 22, the man in control at the helm, the puppet master, Mark. What's up? Hello. Not much. You know, another we, day. Another day at the office. are literally days. Days. Maybe weeks from football season. That's right. I'm and ready for no it. no one will be talking about women's soccer anymore. You know, it's about time we talked about real sports. You exactly. Know? You know? Exactly. Because I don't care if it's men's soccer or women's soccer. It's all women's soccer. Come on. <laughs> and I see my buddy Brian Bledsoe, the host of Trend Chat. Trend Chat is the podcast you need to be checking out. I like the way you do podcasts, Brian. Oh, really? Yeah, because there's, there's to the point. Like, you get right after it. Wow, I appreciate like, it. Yeah. It's good stuff. Well, you know, now I was over there looking. I see that Florida State logo over there i am a florida state fan as well right. hey, so, yeah, go. i'm Don't really know. looking forward to college football now yeah. it's funny because Deion sanders is the one who got me into florida okay. state because i'm yeah. i was born and raised in alabama oh yeah, wow alabama. about 30 miles north of auburn okay so as soon as i mentioned that first thing people want to say oh so who you wrote who you before 
Auburn or Alabama. I said, neither. Florida State. <laughs> so, there you go. I just didn't get into it, honestly. Just I, I don't know. I mean, yeah. my family liked it, but, you know, Deion Sanders, prime time. That will got prime me into time, it. Baby. Yeah. I was uh, – years ago, I had a, had a guy who was doing a deal. He used to be – he was um, he worked with Florida State athletics program and and he said I saw um, Deion Sanders he broke the school record in track and I won't say what he what he ran because I don't remember but it was like a four forty or something he said he broke the school record in track he hit two home runs and scored a touchdown all in the same day wow at Florida State now obviously yeah. like he was playing a scrimmage yeah. game and, and or he was playing you know. And so, anyway, it was some were practice games yeah. and stuff like that, but still. Yeah. When, Prime time, baby. Yeah, when he came to, to Dallas Cowboys, I mean, because even, again, being in Alabama, people probably think I was rooting for Atlanta Falcons. No, I was a Cowboys fan back then. Come so, on with it. So, when Dion started playing for the Cowboys, that was that was heaven. Yeah. <laughs> and then, it's funny, when I actually moved to Texas, I never went to, now I've never been to a Cowboys game still to this day. Yeah. You're the wrong color. You can't go. You got to be Mexican. You got to. <laughs> Jerry's world is filled up, man. Yeah, I tell you, it just I, I want to go one day. I mean, I've been there for some college games. I actually, I was there for um, Glenn Beck's. Uh, what was it? Restoring. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was yeah. one of those events, and I was there for that. But um, as as far as the game, um, I came here right before Texas Stadium was demolished out there in in, Ir- in Irving. Yeah. So didn't get a chance to go by there. So. Yeah, the the uh, Jerry World AT and T Stadium. It's it's an impressive place. Yeah, you can get lost in that thing because I've done a lot of events there, been in and out of it, and it's like a maze down in the guts of that sucker. How they got it laid out. Yeah, and that I, I drink alcohol, so <laughs> it it all works out, Brian. <laughs> it all works. Now out. I see that Dustin Rhodes. Dustin sure. Rhodes. Now the one thing I was thinking about because I just saw the past pay per view fight for the fallen, which he was just yeah him and him his and brother. Cody. Yeah, that was that was great. I was watching that. And um, they were so bloody. <laughs> yeah, I mean, well, yeah, the um, double or nothing, the one in Las Vegas. I was, I was actually there for that. And yeah. So, um, and that was my first time seeing a lot of those guys, and I think maybe the first time seeing Dustin live. And yeah. I remember seeing, and we got to get Dustin in the studio. He's just a good dude, man. And uh, I remember seeing pictures of you when you were in Vegas when you went out mm-hmm. to that deal because you 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 were out there and. Um, Dustin, you know, we were with him down in Savannah, Georgia, like two weeks before the the fight for the fallen or whatever it's called. Mm-hmm. And I was like, man, you better go all out because these guys are getting up in age, right? Yeah, they're getting up there. We were with the Undertaker. Undertaker's still doing it. Yeah, and I'm like, saw him last night. Yeah, <laughs> just last night. Yeah, and these guys, the athletic stuff that they do is absolutely incredible. But anyway, I had no idea that Dustin was going. Cut himself open like that. Yeah, I was. Now, it where looked I was, like somebody slaughtered a pig, bro. <laughs> yeah, I mean, where I was sitting at, I couldn't b- really see it because um, in that, at that event, he was wearing red. Right. So I couldn't really notice that it was blood. And then when they showed it on the screen outside, I'm like, oh, oh wow. And like, and he just started drenching blood and it was just oozing out it of him. It was everywhere. all in Cody's hair and everything. Yeah. I, and it's funny because. Someone that watch wrestling regularly, I don't don't get used to seeing a lot of blood, especially if you watch maybe you know like WWE or whatever. So yeah. now to see all that blood, it was kind of yeah, it's kind of startling in, it in a was. way. <laughs> well, first of all, he's wearing that leather suit, which looks hot to me because he's wearing that red and black leather suit, and then he paints half his face. Yeah. When he comes in here, I'm gonna paint half my face like him. We're gonna we're gonna do it. I don't know what the red character is. I know Gold Dust is retired, but I anyway, mean Gold Dust. Yeah, <laughs> and and so. 
I love that dude though. And and I texted him. I said, "Are you ready for this?" He said, "Man, I'm ready to eat a pizza." Because <laughs> he's been so yeah. he's been on a diet, you know, trying to get in shape yeah. for this thing. Yeah, I mean, cause, yeah, because he's I don't know, like in his fifties now. I don't, yeah, he's up there. Yeah, he, so. he's a hundred. He's like a hundred. <laughs> now, nah, Dustin, I don't. I yeah, Dustin's a good dude. Though I'll text him here in a minute. We'll find out. The uh, actually, you know what? Let's do that right now. I'm gonna ask him. I'm gonna put him on the spot. I'm gonna put him on the spot. How did you get going doing the podcast? How'd you get started with this deal? Well, when someone asked me, hey, you ever thought about doing a podcast? And I was saying, no, I haven't thought about it at all because I was thinking that I would need all of this equipment here. You know, yeah, I think I had to be like the great Chad Prather to have a podcast. But someone said, no, you don't, you know, you just need a mic and, <laughs> and, and an app, really. And they told me about this app. I'm like, OK, hooked it up. And my first episode was done on a um, Bluetooth mic. Like Bluetooth. See, headset. Steve. <laughs> yeah, tell no, him, I'm Brian. Taking, I'm taking notes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah well, I mean, I, I, look, don't ask for all sort of sort of tips. I mean, <laughs> but yeah, I just used the app. I used the mic, and and that was it. About 15 minutes, and that was like two years ago. So, and that's exactly never right. Never thought after doing that one episode in Denver, Colorado, that I would be right here yeah. talking with you. So Steve could start tomorrow, not September. Yeah, see, Steve keeps see Steve's gotten spoiled. See, he wants to do a podcast, right? Okay, and he should do a podcast, sure, because he just should. And Steve, but Steve's gotten spoiled, Brian, because he's like, well, see, you know, somebody's got to set all these lights and these cameras up. And I'm like, no, 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 no. No, all you need is a zoom, a little zoom recorder and a microphone, and get to talking. Well, yeah, Steve, especially I've, if I've got an old tape recorder. We yeah, can start yeah, with. Cassette. <laughs> Look right back here, Steve. We got. We go. we, can you see? We got all these reel to reels back here. You can't see them on the screen, but we got all kind of old Glenn Beck stuff around here. We'll set you up, buddy. Like a little mini museum in here. It really is. <laughs> Stevie Ray Vaughan played in here, recorded in here. Places. I, I, I'm gonna keep telling people that whether it's true or not, I don't know. <laughs> but uh, I'm pretty sure it's true. Um, but doing doing the podcasting thing, I think that podcasting is. Like we traveled back yesterday, we had a seven hour drive and I was listening to a very well-known podcast, very well-known comedians were on it. It was the most boring thing I've ever heard in my life. It's horrible. Wow. Like, I, I, But I mean, you ever hear podcast? Do you listen to a lot of other podcasts? Oh, yeah. I mean, I'm a truck driver. So for yeah. one, yeah, I had to listen to a lot of different podcasts. I mean, I listened to yours, obviously, and listen to a lot of other Love Blaze, no, Blaze yeah. um, podcasts. I also, I would listen to... I mean, being a Christian, I listen to a lot of different, um, like Ligonier or yeah. Race to You, Ben Shapiro. Yeah, across the board, I even listen to uh, New York Times. I listen, listen I know, to right? The, you got to gotta, gotta, you gotta stay yeah. spread out. I want to hear what the enemy is talking about. <laughs> <laughs> I like the Ligonier podcast, though. I've always been a big fan of R.J. Sproul yep. and those guys, it, and that those are good podcasts. The um, uh, there's a lot of good ones out there, but I think it's the communication wave of the future. Oh yeah, I really think it is because let's face it. Satellite radio, which I have, it, is, it gets expensive. Yeah. You know, you got to pay for that. I had uh, that one time. Linear radio comes in and out. You never know. Like if you're traveling, mm -hmm. you don't know where it's going to be. But if you want to sit down and have a conversation or feel like you're a part of a conversation. But I think like from the political side of things, we joke about that. But but I think it is. I had a kid who came to me at a show I did this past weekend. He said, I want to say thank you. He said, I voted for Hillary Clinton. He said, I voted for Obama. And he said, but in 2020, I'll vote for Donald Trump because of you. Wow. He said, you changed my mind. He said, listen to you changed my mind. And I said, I can die now. <laughs> That's it. 
mission accomplished. Well, you know what? I was actually close to voting for Hillary back in 08. Really? I was thinking about it because at that time, my whole, I guess my story, because um, I was an apathetic Democrat yeah. for a long time. And then when I actually became a real Christian, as I will say, <laughs> and you know, wanted to know how I want, you know, I wanted to vote according to my values. Yeah. And and at that time, I think we're talking about, you know, about January of 08. So I was thinking about voting for Hillary at that time because I just thought that was a given because that's who I was voting. That was the part I was voting for all this time. And then um, actually doing some research and looking at both sides. I I was literally looking at both. At that time, it was um, Keith Oberman mm-hmm. and Sean Hannity. I was looking at both of them because I didn't know none of these labels. I didn't know what a liberal was. I didn't know what a conservative was. I didn't know what a Democrat or a Republican was, really. <laughs> I just knew the party that I was, you know, Hidden when I go to the poll was just it said D because that's what my parents said go to and I said okay and so um after looking at both sides and just I think one time I was hearing one thing from Keith Oberman I forgot what it was and I like I totally disagree with that and then like I went back was he and, screaming at you I forgot he was it was Oberman gets pretty wild yeah he it was one of those uh, worst person in the world bits yeah. and it was like no I not and I don't know who he was talking about but then then I looked at Sean. And I was like, okay, yeah, I agree with that. And then also, speaking of serious, I was listening to a guy named Andrew Wilkow. Yep, Wilkow's our yep. buddy. Yep. I was listening to him, and he the one got me on to Iran, Atlas Rugg and all that. And so <laughs> it was like a light bulb went off. It was like a little epiphany. Like, are you saying I'm actually going to vote Republican this time? And it wasn't to the point. It wasn't where I <laughs> was like. dirty? No, no, no. Actually, <laughs> not, not really. Because I, it just was, it wasn't the fact that where I hated the Republican Party. It was just I didn't know anything about them. I have no clue. All I knew about was the Democrat Party. And so when I came to that epiphany and I was like, wow, I guess I'm going to have to vote Republican. And um, the first Republican I supported back then was Mike Huckabee. Mike Huckabee. Yeah. Mike's a good one to support. Yeah. Well, at that time. And then because from that point, this is when I started making a list. So now I do this every time during the during the presidential um, election. I will make a list, especially with the past two years. I was in all the primaries and the list of all the you know, back then was like last time was like 16, 17 people. So I'll make a list as far as who I support the most at the top and rank it all the way down. Yeah. And um, so that's uh, a long list. If you're looking at the Democratic primaries, at the time. well, you don't need two pieces of paper. Well, I'm, I don't. Well, I don't do it for the Democrats. I'm just saying. I, <laughs> I don't convert into a real Christian. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I mean, I didn't watch none of those debates. I mean, yeah, I know I know I'm doing a podcast. I was supposed to be watching it, but honestly, no, I did not watch the debates. Yeah. I saw like a minute, and I'm like, well, I'm going to waste my time on this. It's like two or three hours, and all they're going to do is just talk about, all right, you get this free, this free, Republicans bad, Trump's racist, and that's and they said it. it so, most of it is Spanish. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and, and I was like, no. I'm like, well, I'm not going to waste time on this. So, yeah. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I just didn't even bother. You pretty much summed it up, though, right there. I mean, yep. everybody gets free stuff, and we're going to campaign to Hispanics, yep. and we're going to campaign to African-American community, and everybody's going to get reparations. You just did an episode on reparations. Yep. I mean, how ludicrous is this? Oh, deal? man. <laughs> I mean, when I I put on there, what's the end game for <laughs> reparations? Kind of tying in the Avengers end game mainly because I just yeah. I know I watched that too. But the fact that we're even – talking about reparations now. Okay, look, if we were talking about maybe a couple of years after slavery, 
Yeah. Okay. Maybe maybe some case there. Fair point. Yeah. But okay, we're talking about fifty longer than that. I mean, yeah, all you're this about 140 like, years. Yeah. yeah. But I'm just saying, like as far as even with the Civil Rights Act and all that, I'm like, yeah. With all this that has passed, we've had plenty of time to build wealth and to to get farther than we are now. Yeah. And unfortunately, I would say we in the black community are kind of shooting ourselves in the foot by supporting all these policies, especially from the Democrat Party. Yeah, I think we'll we'll be along, you know, a lot better off now. Well, what I what the, the point that I try to make people see is if you look at how far we've come in the last 50 years, because, mm-hmm. again, 50, 60 years ago, you're talking about Jim Crow South. Yeah. And people say, well, why aren't as many blacks in positions of power and executive positions in business and all of these things like so many? Well, first of all, it's a minority. Second of all, they really haven't had that long to get to a point of having uh, generational wealth yes. and even the opportunity to to be in those situations. But just look, in, in 50 years, most of your top 100 companies in, in America, they have a chief equality officer as an executive level position, yeah. making sure that happens. I mean, this that's, that's, that's a long way from the colored section in the theater yeah. and the separate water fountains. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I agree with you. Why do why you want to go back to that? Yeah, because in one, you mentioned that as far as being a minority. So it's we're talking about thirteen percent of the yeah. population. Now, could be higher if we, you know, weren't so in love with the Democrat Party who was, who was in love with abortion. Could be larger than that, but, right? You know, okay. But it's funny because a lot of times it seems like we want to be, I guess, half of everything. You want a minority to, to be basically half of basically everything. Yeah. And then I would think about like, okay. 13%, when you look at whatever, so if you're talking about CEOs or, or whatever like that, yeah. I would just see, okay, what is the percentage compared to the population? Does it fit in line with that? That's where I look at it, or at least where wherever the um, the company is. I would yeah. look at that first as opposed to thinking like, oh, well, there's only, let's say for instance, there's maybe one or two black people out of 10. And so, okay, that sounds about right. Yeah, according to the, the to the stats. <laughs> yeah. If I say that, I'm like, really? Like, exactly. what kind of racist are you? Like, exactly. The numbers are getting away, man. Yeah. And numbers are getting away. Like you brought up, abortion. Eighty percent of Planned Parenthoods are within walking distance of an urban community. Yeah. Fifty uh, percent of the blacks community are being destroyed by abortion. So it's you, you know, you're talking about a major deal. Uh, I just I got tickled when you were talking. Because so when we were at CPAC and Brian was there up in D.C. and I did trigger the bows when I went walking around CPAC talking to people as trigger the bows. He just told me, he said, when I first saw you down the hall, I thought you were Dog the Bounty Hunter. <laughs> All those white people look the same. <laughs> but see, I, I'm not called a racist for that. Though. Exactly. That's right. <laughs> Isn't it amazing the privilege I have? You've got so much black privilege. You can get away with stuff. That's like Brandon Tatum told me. He said, man, you catch more hell as a white dude as a conservative than I do as a black conservative these days. But um, it was funny because I was standing there with you doing the, the trigger to bows thing. And this black guy walked by and I said, hey, I, I already got a black friend. My quota's full. <laughs> <laughs> Every time I see that, I laugh again. <laughs> hey, I tell you, like I said, I did not know. 
I didn't know who you were, and I was just looking from a distance. I'm like, I was telling a friend of mine, hey, ain't that dog bound on <laughs> And I was just so sure about it, too. That's so funny. Like, white people all look the same, I guess. I'm like, what? No, that's not true. And it's funny because when you talk about as far as, and like, like I said, if you would have said it, instead, for instance, if you saw someone that looks kind of like me, right, like, right. you know, Ice Cube was in here. That's something about it that people tend to think I look like. I don't know why. But um, <laughs> so like, oh, you, you Ice Cube? Ice which, Cube! Which is, which is happens. Ice Cube! <laughs> like, it, which is happens sometimes. I would be yeah. somewhere and someone like, you know, you, um, you know, you look like Ice Cube. Like, no, actually, I don't. It's just the beard. That's all it is. <laughs> and the, and the beard is not that much. <laughs> that, but it's similar. So I understand. Yeah. I get Ice Cube a lot for the beard too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I yeah, was exactly. going for. Yeah. I was thinking more of a Gerard Butler kind of thing. Thank yeah. you. With Thanks. The That's the nicest thing you've ever said to me, I Chad. I know. Trust me. <laughs> I know. My wife voted for Obama. Uh, (laughs) why'd you put that evil on me look how red she turned he looked like brian so i just did it (laughs) i thought it was brian yeah hey we love black people my wife voted for barack obama okay there you go (laughs) good lord if i knew what i knew about john mccain and mitt romney at this point i'd probably vote for barack obama the only reason i voted for mccain was because on sarah palin i wasn't even gonna vote that that year yeah i honestly wasn't because there was one of those um, instances where I was, had that list, and he was at the bottom of that list. Yeah. And I was like, I, what's the point? And then Sarah Palin came about. I'm like, okay, I'll I vote. And I honestly voted because of her because yeah. I was not even thinking about voting at that to time. To be honest with you, I think I, I, that was pretty much my logic at the time, too, which is sad to say, but I, it was pretty much my logic at the time, too. I mean, you know, Ross Perot just died. I, yeah. I, knowing what Trump's accomplished, it, it, being a businessman, I almost wish I could go back to 92 and vote for Ross Perot. <laughs> You know, after we got because, you know, H.W. wasn't going to do anything. And, of course, you know, we wound up with Bill Clinton. But anyway, what are we going to do? What are we going to do? I think Trump's doing a fair job, though. Yeah. I think he's doing a a lot better job than I was even anticipating back in 2016. Because I was my my thing. I was more questionable because he hadn't served office. So I was just wondering how he was going to, you know. How he was going to do in, yeah. in the White House, and I think he's done uh, a lot better than I was anticipating. Yeah. So, do the tr- do the tweets bother you? Oh, oh no, not really. Not, yeah. Um, I know there was a recent tweet where he was talking about the dem- some of the Democratic Congresswomen and the squad. Uh, yeah. So and saying about I guess as people are summing it up that they need to go back where the comfort came from. That's kind of how people are saying it. Even though when I read the tweet, I'm like, well, um, when I think about what he said, I kind of feel the same way. Not, <laughs> not, not in the sense about them. I feel the same way about people who are coming from California over here. Yeah. I'm like, no, don't, don't bring that crap over there from California. I said over, over and over again because you got people leaving New York and New Jersey. You got people leaving California. And I've yeah. always said, leave your politics at the state line. Don't come to Texas and bring your blue with you, because we aren't going. We don't want Texas to turn into some Gavin Newsom run Californication, communication. Com, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I, what I want us all to do is I want us all to go line up on the San Andreas Fault, and I want us all in unison to start stomping our feet and slapping our hands on it <laughs> and see if we can go ahead and break California off. <laughs> Just that part. Yeah, because there's some good people in California. Don't get me wrong. That coastal California is something else. Yeah, yeah, it is. I mean, like I said, I'm a truck driver, and I've, I've been out there, and a number of times in the past year or so, every time I go through California, I'll say, "Well, you know, 
Never know, this might be the last time I may be coming into California because, you know, they're trying to break off in, in the yeah. different states. And I'm, if they get to that liberal part, I'm not going to that yeah. part. <laughs> so. I feel sorry for them, though, because California, people always ask me where I like to go do shows. And I tell them California is the most supportive state of me, uh, even more so than Texas. And Texas has been very good to me. But if you've had to pick a state, I've already done seven shows this year. got four more coming up this year, all in California. They always show up. They always come out. There's good, good people out there. They're just getting screwed by the bureaucracy. Yeah. It's really bad. So that's why I'm with you. Like, don't come over here and bring that stuff. Yeah. You can go back and fix. Go back and fix California. Yeah. Or go back and fix wherever you came from. Yeah. And that was the essence of what he was trying to say. That's how I. That's how I read it. And yeah. but you know, people that. Uh, never Trumpers and also, you know, Democrats, you know, they're going to take that and try to make it seem like, oh, oh, he's telling yeah. people to, you know, go back where they came from. You know, <laughs> isn't he a racist and just the same old, same old? I would say, and we talked about this recently on a podcast about people defining racism. And, and like, that's not, there might be some xenophobia implied in that, but there's no racism. He didn't say anything about the color of their skin. Mm-hmm. I understand where they're coming from, the whole go back thing. But yeah. I mean... Hell, Abraham Lincoln said the same thing, and he emancipated the slaves. <laughs> he said, yeah. we go, we'll send you back. We'll send you to Africa if that's where you want to go. And Frederick Douglass said, no, 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 no. Maybe not right now and today, but this is the best opportunity for blacks in, is to stay right here in America. Yeah, definitely. That's the deal. What did you say, Steve? I was, didn't he say go back? And see how they run things. Or and you said go back and back. fix them. Yeah. Or go back. Why don't you go back? And, you know, but you, you didn't fix your country. So, but again, we're talking about Ilan Omar, who... Uh, is is associated with CARE, the CIAIR, you know, which is is deemed a terrorist organization or at least sympathizer. She's she supposedly married her brother to, to get in here. I mean, <laughs> stuff's getting freaky, Brian. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> stuff's getting freaky. And then, um, you maybe, know, she maybe said, she just married a brother. Maybe she married a black people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that article in front of it. Yeah, it's, it's not the pronoun, it's the article. She didn't marry her brother, she married a brother. Grammar yeah. is crucial. Crucial. <laughs> crucial. The, uh, uh, and look, I've been to her district. We stayed, we, we, <laughs> Brian, I'll tell you, you, call me a racist if you have to, because we went, we did a show in Minneapolis. Steve and I were up there. And they had booked us in a Sheraton. And you're like, okay, I'm not worried about it. Because, look, I've stayed in every Roach Motel, nook and cranny. I mean, and, and it doesn't bother me. You know, Steve and I will go out. But these days, we don't have to stay in places like that. So we try to choose not to, right? Oh. So we're down there in Ilan Omar's district. And I, you know you're in her district because Obama loaded up the buses and brought every hijab-wearing, you know, burqa-wearing person in there and dumped them all off. And that's exactly what happened when they brought all those refugees in. They sent them to Minneapolis, of all freaking places. They went from the desert to the snow in Minneapolis. And let me tell you, you walk around there, and I'm like, I feel like I'm in Baghdad. Be it, you know, in, and, I, and so we go to the Sheraton to check in, and I'm, I told Steve, I said, just keep on driving. We're going to find another hotel. <laughs> no! I was like, No! I ain't staying here. Now, you call me what you want to call me, but I wasn't staying there. I These can, people yeah. weren't Americans? Yeah, I, I can understand that. Look. <laughs> <laughs> you in the state there, look, right? Look, look, I'm black, and there's some places <laughs> that have black people I won't go. <laughs> I, mean, look. I mean, look. See, but that's black privilege. Up. You can do that and not be a racist. <laughs> right. That, and, and ain't that funny? Because the, the whole privilege, and I can yeah. say that, and yeah, nothing. 
But yeah, yeah. If you, let, you let's, say, you, let, let's put it to you like this. Let, here's a little example. It's kind of off. It veers off a little bit. But let's say, let's say, um, because we all have prejudice. We all do in some way or form or fashion. I don't want to go stay at the trailer park either. I, you know, I don't want to. I don't look. Let's say you girls, Candace, Jade. Let's say y'all were in a, in an urban area. It was at. It was late at night. It was dark, and you got to get to your car. So you come out of this place, and you're all alone on the street. You're walking over there. You got your car keys. You're trying to get in. And out of the alley comes four big old dudes. It could be a big old black dude, big old white dude, big old Hispanic dude, whatever. But you got all the colors. They just and here come these big dudes, leather chains. They got a whole thing. They just tough. And they're walking towards you, and you're trying to – you're nervous because here they come. It's some bad hombres coming your way. Would it make any difference in your mind if you discovered that they were coming from a Bible study? See, all of a sudden, you ain't worried about it no more. But you were worried about it just from the appearance. I need to know about the chains if they're coming from a Bible study. They're bikers. Very specific. Could have been a biker, biker church. Who knows? Could have been a gay church. <laughs> Could have been a cowboy church. <laughs> <laughs> Who knows? But either way, see what I'm saying? We all have our preconceived notions of, of, of when we're in a situation that's different from us. And I've told people, we talked about it. I had this uh, little old lady. She's a little blind black lady. She was bald. She wore a wig. And she, but she was blind. She didn't know. Her wig be all like this. And she, <laughs> and she lived in the project. And I'd go on Sunday mornings, and I'd pick her up. And here I come, you know. Young white guy walking across with his suit on because I'm going to church. And I go and walk through the project. And they're looking at me, man. I mean, they, they're like, you, is this, this guy a fed or is he a cop? What's what he doing, doing you know? <laughs> it's cause, so they were judging me walking across there. And I'd go pick her up. I'd go in her apartment, wait for her to you know, get the wig straight. And then I'd take her back, walk her as she'd arm in arm, walk her back to the car. And we'd go to church. I'd bring her home in the afternoon. But that's a whole deal. I mean, you do stuff like that. You just know when you're in a situation where you're out of place. And when we were pulling up in that Sheraton in Minneapolis, Ilan Omar's, I'm telling you, it looks like the Middle East. I mean, it's, they, that's where they dumped all the, the Somali refuge, refugees. I mean, I know this may come across politically incorrect. I, I like it that way. But the, but the thing about it, people talk about profiling, right? Yeah. Um, nothing wrong with profiling because basically profiling is nothing but an educated guess. <laughs> that's what it is. <laughs> So when you use the word, oh, you, you raise your profiling. What? Okay, well, let's flip it around. Okay, if a, if a white guy was walking around the hood, you know, like you were saying, they would think about, okay, what is he doing here? Mm-hmm. You're profiling. That's what you're doing. That's right. <laughs> the same The same thing. It just, it's like, it, we kind of just going back in the whole, there is a sort It's of like pre- when Party Foul Steve <laughs> hangs out at the Chuck E. Cheese. Like everybody knows, I'm there for the pizza. <laughs> sure, sure, yeah, sure. Everybody knows. That's not what the court order says. <laughs> not at all, Candace. Yeah. I thought you were on my team. He was having a whole other conversation about pepperonis. <laughs> <laughs> hey, kid, you want the salt? Never mind. Oh, <laughs> uh, Pizzagate. Oh boy. Oh, see, see how we turned. <laughs> See how we turned right there? Oh my lord! But no, it is crazy, and that's the thing. I I, I contend with uh, I contend with people. I'm like America is not. First of all, there's no such thing as institutional. I hate hearing that institutional racism in America. There is no institution in America. There may be organizations, there may be individuals, but there's no institutions that say we deny service or we deny privilege or opportunity or benefit to a person of color. It doesn't exist. It doesn't exist. Because, again, once upon a time, 50 years ago, it did. But, again, that generation's gone. Why? 
why does, you know, Beto O'Rourke comes out and with a tweet and says, oh, new discovery. I just found out, me and Amy, we descended from slave owners. Oh, we're so sorry. For what? You didn't do it. No. Like you said, if it had been five years after the Emancipation Proclamation, then okay. Yeah. You know. Because the people actually are living at the time that were slaves. <laughs> yeah. Let's don't, of, don't give somebody 40 acres and a mule and count them as three-fifths. You know, and that's, these are human beings here. That I get. Yeah. That I get. But anyway, I digress. I digress. Candice, queen of the Ethiopians. You'd probably fit right in in Ethiopia. I mean, in uh, Minnesota, Minneapolis, <laughs> Ilhan Omar's. Oh, you got no. to cover that hair, though. Enough to cover up. Just show your Just eyes. Or Michigan. Michigan's the same way. Yeah, same way. Michigan, where you wear a burqa to stay warm. <laughs> yeah, it's an insulated burqa. We are way off, way off. Anyway. I think just you are way off. That's okay. I like to get people thinking and talking, man. I, it, see, see, that's the beauty of it. I'm not running for anything. I ain't running. If people don't like what I got to say, they just stop listening. Because I got nothing but love in my heart for every, everybody out there, except for that one troll on Twitter that won't leave me alone. The, uh, that, <laughs> which one the is that time, one? I, I just like, okay, let's, let's say the things that people are afraid to say. Get them talking. Because it, we, we're living in a fantasy land here. Living in a fantasy land. I'm not saying that, again, there's not, you know, there's not problems in America. Of course there are. Things got to be fixed. But it's going to take people like us to fix them because Donald Trump didn't come to my neighborhood. He's not coming to my community. He's not coming to my town. He's not coming to my county. You know, if he comes to my state, he, he, he ain't going to be affecting me directly. I got to govern myself. That's what conservatism is all about. I got to govern my family. I got to govern my home, my community, and on down the line. I mean, there's no perfect nation anyway. No. It's just funny because when you think about, they always want to talk about how America has done all these atrocities, which is, you know, it's, it's very sad. And but we have grown so much from there, but it's in, it seems like a lot of people just want to stay stuck on the you know back in the sixties and yeah. they want to make it seem like this is still Jim like the Jim Crow era. I think people need um they need persecution, they need tribulation, they need something that identifies them in a victim way, and if you can't get it legitimately, you'll manufacture it. You know what I'm saying. Like, like the Holocaust was a horrible thing. That was a legitimate thing. Six million Jews died at the hands of Nazi Germany. That's a horrible thing. Um, um, Jim Crow was a horrible thing. Um, slavery is a horrible thing in America. And anywhere it happened in the world, it's a horrible thing. But, <clears throat> you know, the Khmer Rouge, the Cambodian killing fields, Pol Pot, Mao Zedong, th these are horrible actual things. These are atrocities. But then all of a sudden somebody gets – they misread a joke or see an alien, a plastic alien, butt diddling me in Roswell, New Mexico on Instagram, and they're triggered. They're, oh, my God, they're outraged. You know, or the president says something like, go back home, see if you can fix it there. You're not fixing it here. Yeah. And people are suddenly outraged at these deal because, oh, my God, how I mean, they're not gassing people. No. You know, it's funny because um, one thing I saw is um, I think I saw a meme saying that I miss. The nine twelve America, right? Exactly. Yes. And you know, it's funny because when I thought about that, I said, well, "Yeah, I, I remember the nine twelve project. I remember everything that was going on." Mm -hmm. And unfortunately, something has to happen for us to come together like that. Yeah, we can't. We can't just do it on our own. Yeah, 
people need a common enemy. And that, that, that's that's what builds community. And it's sad that this, so that's what it takes. Yeah. But see, the left has, has come together in a big way because their common enemy is Donald Trump. That's why there's no campaign platform on the left. It's just orange man is bad. You know, we're sitting here staring at this banner. People can't see it on here, but it's back from, you know, Glenn Beck did that rally. You know, the the the, the Martin Luther King deal, it never again is now. And, and you know, banner still hangs in here. And so it's it's... It, a lot of stuff's been done. A lot of a lot of um, a lot of work's been done to heal this country. And then what do we do? We come in here to tear it apart. I blame Obama. I blame Obama. I do. I, I, I think that I think he made police officers the enemy. I think he made race. He set race relations back fifty years. Um, we weren't having this. You know, eight nine years ago, we weren't having this conversation. No. We weren't. We weren't sitting around saying, "Well, you're a racist. You're a racist. You're a racist. You're a xenophobe. You're a homophobe. You're a." You know, yeah, because every, back then, during those eight years, anything critical of Obama was just automatically deemed racist. Yeah, you just couldn't be honestly critical yeah. about his policies. No, 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 you just don't like because he's racist. You know, because you're a racist. That's all. Yeah, and and so from that, now we've gotten to the point. Now we're here with Donald Trump now, and now they're just losing their minds about about Trump being being in office and. Yeah. To the point that where they keep it up, it's going to be another four years. Yeah, <laughs> which would be great. <laughs> Trend chat. Trend chat is the podcast. You got you, you guys need to be following Brian. Y'all need to check out everything he's doing. Is it on Twitter at Trend Chat? At Trend Chat twenty four seven. All right. Now that's across the board: Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Snapchat. Yeah. At Trend Chat twenty four seven. Trend Chat twenty four seven dot com available on. Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, pretty, pretty much anywhere you can get. Well, I can't say that. Any, everywhere, but we're, we're in most places. Yeah. And so, yeah. And if not, TrentChat247.com. Yeah. Check it out there. We uh, we hung out together in, uh, at CPAC in D.C. this year. That's a fun yeah. thing to go to. That's a lot of fun. Yeah. I've been there the past uh, four years. Yeah. You going to Politicon? I'm planning on it. Planning on it. In Nashville. Nashville. Yeah. There's a... They don't ever ask me to speak, man. It's the hat. It's the hat. <laughs> now, I'm not I going to speak now. Uh, I know. know they if don't. they want me to speak, hey, I'm not going to turn it down. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I got a fee. Yeah. I got a fee. You know what I'm saying? Somebody got a. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm free. <laughs> I'm just saying turning point. You know? <laughs> I'm free. <if> you <laughs> <laughs> I'm here for the calls. I'm just here for the calls. That's funny. Oh, my gosh. Can you believe my wife voted for Obama, though? I mean, Could that is stop? pitiful. <laughs> Pitiful. Shut up, Carly Fiorini. That is true. I have no room to speak on this. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I thought she was okay. I she mean, was okay. Yeah. She was okay. If you had to pick, if you had to pick a Democratic candidate to be president this round oh, right now. Really? You're going to have me do this yeah. right now? Because oh. I'm going to think, I'm going to do it myself. I'm going to do this myself. Um, and I got to put some thought into it. I'm trying to think right now. Jennings. Do you have an opinion on this? You're a lefty. If I, oh, I'm only left-handed. <laughs> By the way, I agree with you guys about the reparations thing. However, I want reparations for being left-handed. The right man has kept me down. Yeah. Um, as far as a <laughs> his right hand has kept it down. <laughs> the, the oppressive, the, the oppressive the, right man. The oppressive right-handed man. Um, as far as a, a Democrat, uh, that if I had to choose one, I would I would choose that person. Maybe Pete Buttigieg, maybe. Okay. 
I mean, reluctantly, obviously. You think you think that on a global scale, somebody like Pete Buttigieg could go into a Middle Eastern country where they want to throw gays off of the wall, off of the roof, or stone them like in Brunei? Um, Would he take his husband on state visits? <laughs> Maybe. That's a good point. Uh, I don't know. So it doesn't uh, matter if America's ready for a gay president. The world is not. Right. That's my argument there. Yeah. But it's your, your no, selection. It's a fair point. It's a fair point. But... I mean, I, I, I like four years ago, I would have said Bernie Sanders because uh, or not. Sorry, not four years ago, 2016. I, w- I would have said Bernie Sanders because my opinion was this guy's loony. He's crazy. He'll not get anything accomplished. And we'll just have a nice four years of, you know, of, of a president not Bernie. screwing things up. Uh, I don't believe that about him anymore. He scares me a lot. So I really hope it's not him. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I. I, I, of the of the of the front runners, I guess maybe either him or maybe Beto. I don't know. See, I don't fear the burn. I fear the afterburn. Yeah, that's the problem. It's what he institutes. Party foul. You got an opinion on this matter? No, not really. Carmela yeah. Harris, or what's her? Is that her name? Carmelo. Like Carmelo Anthony. What's her Carmelo Anthony? Kamala. What's her name? Kamala Harris. Kamala. Harris, okay. Carmela was uh, the Sopranos, I, I, the wife I just of uh, Tony Soprano. Right. I don't want Biden. I wouldn't want Sanders. And of course not Beto. I don't, you just happen to find Kamala Harris a little attractive. Just a little bit. That's the deal. Just a little bit. Right? That's, that's, yeah. that's the deal. Jay, do you have an opinion on that? Obama. He ain't running. Michelle. Unless you're talking about Michelle. You know, I would I, I'd be all for a female president, but I need I need a female to step up. I would have been really embarrassed if Hillary had be, had been president. I would have been embarrassed that that was our first female There's pick. A lot of things we wouldn't know right now I know. if she had been. Like I think Tulsi Gabbard, possibly. Oh could, yeah. Tulsi. I didn't think and I changed my vote. I forgot about her. If I had to pick a female in that thing, I think I would go Tulsi Gabbard, but that's not who I would pick. Brian, what do you think? I'm trying to think, do I want someone that to be the most effective or ineffective? Yeah, I know. See, that's the <laughs> that's good. Back kind to, of think about back to the Jennings philosophy. Yeah, right so as far as the most effective, and trust me, with quotes effective, I would go, I guess right now, it would be Joe Biden. I yeah. would go with that. Now, as far as being the most ineffective and where I would think that, it would, you know, that person would get you know, kicked out in four more four years afterwards. I, I would go, I would go Bernie because mm-hmm. I think he would go. You know, just lose, just lose his mind and go take the nation so far to the left to the point to where they're like, okay, we got to stop this. Yeah, I think I think they're already starting to smell that rat in the water. So it's 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 kind of there. Well, thanks, to, you know, Casio Cortez. She, yeah, she's really Could helping we get out. Andrew Yang minus universal basic income is that a choice? Yeah. Andrew Yang's actually a pretty sharp guy. Yeah. He's a pretty sharp guy. Um, I was very disappointed in the Democratic debates when they didn't give him but two minutes entire time to, to talk on that, which tells you right there what the Democrat, the DNC thinks of a guy like Andrew Yang. So it's a shameful thing. You guys have an opinion on that? Okay, no one said this yet, but Marianne Williamson. Oh, my God. Okay. She's going to heal the world. Oh, my God. Let's just see what happens. She's like watching an episode of the days of our lives. She's so dramatic, but it's fun to watch. I really want to keep, I want, I want them to, her to stay in the debates. I want them to stay in the debate. So if you're a conservative out there, donate a dollar to uh, Marion Williamson and let's get her back on the, 
the next round of debates. You got an opinion, Mark? I think I, I think I agree with Brian on effectiveness with Joe Biden. Um, I don't know. I don't really know the candidates honestly well enough yet to really yeah. pick anybody, but Joe Biden seems like he's just kind of the most qualified, I guess, at this point. I, I think that, um, yeah, I mean, he's been in there for 50 years and he's been vice president. So I mean, he's got the experience that's there. But I think that Joe Biden would put a Band-Aid on the wound of America's culture right now. I don't think he would heal it. I think he could put a Band-Aid on it because, first of all, he's going to appoint Kamala Harris as his running mate. I guarantee you that's what, the way that's going to come down. And so uh, – because he's got to be, you know, Uncle Woke, Uncle Woke Joe. But but is he going to do anything effective? I don't, you know. No. But aren't they tired of a old white man running the country? So they say. Yeah. So they say. <laughs> so it's. Well, they can have Beto. He owned slaves. His descendants <laughs> did. Yeah. So I don't know. I mean, you know, you take a situation like that. I mean, if I had to pick right now, boom, here it is, boom, I'd say Joe Biden. You know, put Uncle Joe in there because it's just going to be safe for four years and we'll have fun watching him put his foot in his mouth because he's not bright. He's not. A real I think whoever guy. it is will spend the entire four years blaming everything on Trump. <laughs> they won't get nothing done. Whoever no, it is. Nobody ever does that, Steve. Nobody ever it believes doesn't happen in American them. politics, yeah. Steve. Golly. <laughs> Can't what we all cynic. just get along? What a cynic. Oh, my gosh. My wife voted for Obama. <laughs> oh, Brian, Brian, Brian. It's good hanging out with you, buddy. Yeah. Yeah. I can't believe I was actually sitting in the hot seat. In I, the hot seat, I mean, baby. Party time, Ma. I mean, when when you mentioned about coming, I was like, okay, you know, I'm going to chill out with part party file over here. And, no. You know, I'm going to have a good old time. No. And they're saying, no, I'm sitting over here. <laughs> no. We're going to be here. Trend you got chat. a real upgrade. Trend <laughs> chat gets to trend chat 24-7. Gets to sit in the hot seat every time you come. Now it's uh, it's always fun hanging out with you, man. We don't get you always on the road though. Yeah, you're always gone. Yep, I'm I'm getting back on the road tomorrow. Yeah. If not this afternoon. Yeah, rock and roll. Me too. <laughs> Just for different reasons. Yeah, you're a little more luxury than I am. <laughs> Let me, you know. I mean, you know, it's that privilege. It's that privilege. I wasn't born lucky. I was born white. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I mean, when I was born, I was kind of purple and veiny and, and gross and slimy, but but I was still born white. I was I mean, born white. <laughs> yeah, got a little of that privilege, I'll tell you. <laughs> tell you what, man. It, it, pay, it, it pays for everything. Whoo! Isn't that right, Candace? Never mind. Um, <laughs> I, I love you. Waiting for those privileges to kick in. I'm going to say it with my wife in the room. You're the bright spot in my life. Aww. Candice. She's, oh, she's okay. She's the bright spot in mine, too, so Jade's I'm good with it. Aww. We love Jade, but... <laughs> he likes the younger women. Oh, okay. no. And that just, you're off the rails right there. Go! Follow Brian Bledsoe. Yes, Brian with an I. Yes, Brian with an I. See, you're not a, you're not all all woke liberal. It's Brian with a Y. No, that's a not pretty white name too. Just mm-hmm. Brian Bledsoe. Blame my parents. They didn't want to name me. <laughs> <laughs> now, his middle name's Aloysius. Hey, uh, yeah. <laughs> I, I know they're watching. So hey, yeah. So. <laughs> At trend. There's no S in there. Trend 
chat yep. 24 Seven. Yeah, that's the yeah the twenty four seven. That's just the whole because you know someone shut up. Someone has trend chat and kind of like what you were saying as far as um before with the websites and all that, and so they wanted like two thousand dollars for trend chat. So I was like, okay, well twenty four seven in front of it. The name of the show is Trend Chat, but you know Uh, all the social stuff is Trend Chat twenty four seven. So yeah, that's good stuff. You're the only one I care about. Only one. All right, if I don't see you before. I'll see you in one of these political conferences down the road here. All right. We get wild and crazy. Okay. You don't because you're going to become a real Christian. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Done found a real Jesus. That's right. That's why I got this shirt right here. Uh-huh. Stop, Stop being, being dead. Yeah. That's right. Stop being dead and sin. Be alive in Christ. Alive in Christ. I like it. Brian, I love you, buddy. Trench hat, 24-7. Party foul, Steve. Hey. What's your shirt stand for, Party Foul? Party Foul uh, <laughs> and Friends. Stop being dead. Party Foul and Friends. I know. Party Foul and Friends. And friends. I think it's Party Foul and Fabulous. Yes. Oh, oh, and it's gay friends. <laughs> when are uh, you going to come down? A little Party rainbow in there. I see Apple it. juice fanatic. <laughs> okay. Okay. Pray for all friends. <laughs> Been, been thinking about this one for a while. Pray for a boy. It's because his mother, his mother watches. My mother watches. She thinks it's the worst possible thing you could come up with. I'm like, mom. Candace, no. have you got that bleep button ready? No. <laughs> I always, unfortunately. All right, so, yeah. on behalf of Brian Bledsoe, <laughs> Martin Candice, Jade, and Jennings, Party Foul, Steve, I love you guys. Hey, watchchat.com. Come on, find me out on the road. Follow Brian at TrendChat247. And, um, you know, hey. Buy a T-shirt or something. I don't know. I like money. Capitalist. Yeah. Capitalist. Love you, buddy. All right. Love you guys, too. Thanks for tuning in. We'll talk to you next time. God bless you. Bye.